Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 215. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. When are you guys sending Adarin back to South Carolina? Yeah, we should probably do that Oh, we still tonight. have Adarin? Yeah. This is what my question is. Like, maybe you don't still have Adarin. Like, uh, did we... you send Adarin packing, like, before you headed down to the battle? I mean, did she flee from the forest fires? No, no, no. I, I think it was probably, like, right after the battle. Because, like, we got derailed, kind of. Mm-hmm. But, like, we cannot keep Adarin this long. So, and we had, whatever, a couple days before the trial, so... So we send out before the... Well, Catchin's awake, so then I can put that in my letter. So... Patient is awake. Thank you very much. You had written to Jamal, and you had written, like, new questions and observations based on your Dabra in-cap work while Catchin was unconscious. Yeah. You had that with a postscript saying, like, and it all worked. You had also said that you were writing to Alric, mm-hmm. including that, like, there was a misunderstanding with Catchin and... We're hoping he'll be well soon, and yeah, then yeah. you just, like, throw in a postscript that says, turns out everything's great, I no could trial. Probably, I could probably just write a new letter, because before I wanted to let him know what was going on, but now... You're just, like, rewriting a new letter. Yeah, because yeah. now that would be just, like, weird, and then I'm like, but now he's awake, and then whatever, I could just be, like... So, was Adrian sent back before the trial was, like... I think so, otherwise, like, it's just waiting too long. Yeah. So then, what do you say in your letter? Do you say that Gatchin's being brought up on charges, or... I well, just want to know what information gets back to... Hella? Yeah. Does Gatchin want to send anything? Because really, he's awake, he can... I don't have to proxy him if he wants to send anything. That this is amusing to me, because you're the one who's perceiving yourself as being a proxy for him. Like... He has no need to send a message. <laughs> right, that's what... But he was unconscious before, so... Remember, Hepa thinks that they have a much stronger relationship than yeah. they probably do. So she, I think if she can access Catchin, she'll ask him if he wants to send any information. I see. And he's not on Dapper Incap. Okay. And she can even explain she was going to tell Auric what happened so that he would know. <laughs> okay. You say that. Um... She doesn't know how worried he'll be. Like, obviously, Hepa's <laughs> just like... They're like, in her mind, I think it escalates a little bit every time she thinks about it. Like, they're blood brothers, right? <laughs> you tell him that Adarin is here and that you're sending her back to the parting glass with a message. Ketchin says that he would prefer for you not to publish news of what's going on here. Okay. And then he takes a small strip of paper, since you're sending Adarin, and he writes small and, like, rolls it up very tiny, since he's used to Adarin delivering very small scroll cases of information. <laughs> we put it you know, the... Adarin's grown a little bit since last time you saw her. <laughs> I take it, I put it in the big satchel that, no. <laughs> Adarin's baby Bjorn. Yeah. <laughs> do you allow catching his privacy, or does your curiosity get a better view? Like, he writes this mo- very small note, and 
hands it over to you for you to put it in Adron since he's under house arrest during this time. Oh my gosh. So because curiosity is a strength and not a weakness, <laughs> and she doesn't have any justification for reading it, she's not going to. Okay. He's unconscious is different. Right. Right. She could justify it in case there was something, but she has to have an excuse. Mm-hmm. So no, okay. she's gonna let him have his privacy, and she will rewrite. Oh, he doesn't want any news to have. You could say like it was like we sorted it out, like catch him through covered, and like and everything will be fine. Like at this point, we're probably we're optimistic about the council. So what happens? Not going to put any like personal information about Catchin, but she'll probably tell Alric about the battle and stuff like that's and she will probably include with if she has any extra questions with for Damal now that she knows why he's taking the dabbering cap in case the formulation can be tweaked but yeah so she'll just basically write a very like personal letter to Alric just like how her week's been going and <laughs> what she's been up to you know it amuses me to think of you writing to Damal like stuff related to Catchin's potion now that you know that there's specifically like magical stuff at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demol. So then it's more about the side effects. Oh, right, right. Right. I mean, she had a little bit of that from Sir Martinek. Like he helped with that. Yep. So okay. it's almost like Hepa's been like, she's kind of been like studying all her life to help Catchin with this problem. <laughs> all these things she learns with that. But yeah, so then she will send a pleasant little, you know. Okay. Oh, in this brooch. Oh, you think of it? Yes. Let's go back to Lady Sabine. With, yeah, you have a letter from Thrandalil. Yes. You stick in the pouch. So you previously, you made your alchemy roll. You worked out something for Catchin. Yeah. It can be in powder form so that it's light, so that he just needs to like put it in a drink or whatever. Yeah. And he will ask you to like provide him with instructions for how to make it. How complicated is it? It really needs an alchemy check to produce it. So it is not for the faint of heart. It does require three purple alchemy check to make. Right. But the thing is, like, Kachin is not confident of, like, well, one, since he's not allowed in your forest ever again. It's not like he can be like, oh, just stop by my local pharmacy, like, once a month and renew my prescription. Right. You can give him, like, a few months supply, like, based on the amount of dapper ink cap he had. But he is looking towards needing to make this himself in the future and things like that. Yeah, I'll write up something that's an instruction that I think an alchemist could follow. Ah, okay. And I will seal it. And then, of course, he knows that I'm connected through Adarin. We can connect that way. <laughs> you get your uh, HEPA at Adarin. Yeah, and also I think Demal could probably put it together. But also if we're able to travel together even for a while after the trial and stuff, then I can try to teach him some alchemy to try to give him enough skill to be able to make it. I could just try to show him if we have enough supplies that maybe he would, worst case scenario. I guess I'll have to get an apothecary kit. Yeah. I mean, Hepa would very much love to talk to him about keeping dead and, you know. Keeping dead dead. Yeah, and then the disease thing and that. Like, she would love to, like, talk about all this stuff. Okay. So, Kachin has to leave your village the day after the trial. You guys were not necessarily, like, planning to head out on your next adventure right away. No. So, you're not really in a position to be like, now I'll travel with you. Yeah. But you can 
escort him out of the village and to the forest edge and engage in discussion along the way. He will have a meeting with Thranduil before he leaves, and you guys are not invited to that, but you can attempt to eavesdrop or work your way in or things like that if you can use a skill for that. Like stealth? How nosy is Heffa? I, th- I mean, I think she might be a little bit, like, it may be one thing to read a letter, but another thing to just listen in a little bit, or maybe be more conveniently close. I think Trick is not inclined to impinge upon their privacy. Like, Trick feels bad for all the trouble he's given catching now at this point, and like, well, the guy is cursed, so he will not. I mean, he'll probably ask about it later, but... Okay. Then I need a stealth check. It's a red and two purples. Oh, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Do we have story points? We have one story point. Do I want to use it on mess? Yeah, I do. Do I have enough of an excuse to do this? You can always claim, like, oh, I was just about to come through the door to talk with you about blah, blah, blah. I think that's enough for her to justify it for herself. So, yeah. I, that's really more. Do I have an excuse for HEPA to be like, I'm not being completely nosy. I'm being completely nosy. So that's a fail? Yeah, I failed with two advantages. I think that means you will hear a little bit of something before they realize someone's at the door. Or is it one of those things where I can tell I'm caught and I just leave before they catch me for sure? Or is this like a for sure I'm going to get caught? If that's how you want to spend the advantages. Yeah, instead of having to try to talk my way out of it. It could be that like Penna or Camellia comes upon you and like calls you to get away from there. Or they stop and they're like, did you hear something? And she's like, oh, I better go. Yeah, something like that would make sense. Yeah, you can spend your advantages to have nobody know that. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to know something, but I also don't know if she would be up for all the social. All right, then you learn nothing about what they talk to each other about. I don't want to know so bad. I'll just ask him later. But she's, was she going to go in and lie? And be like, yes, I was Just listening. give him some drinks. <laughs> give him some of that mountain tea. All right. Trick. How are you doing? He's doing all right. Maybe he's... need to talk with Fenom. That's what he needs to do. Okay. And this, I think, would be, like, after the trial, probably when catching his meeting with Randallo. Okay. Trick would first just like to, like, does she... Look at all, like she's not guilty, but what is her mood about? Like, is it happy because this, this necromancer is leaving? Is it she upset that, he, well, he's just going to come back again? Or So I don't know if I want to start with a perception check to get like a read on her mood. Yep. Perception versus her cool two purples. You want to upgrade one of those? Sure. That is success with one threat. I'll, I'll take a strain. You were trying to judge, like, how does she feel about the verdict, kind of? Yeah. Benoin, for all that she was, like, very, like, agitated and stuff earlier, you know, she attacked him with a Davrite gap, there's a human here, but, like, that's been overtaken by, like, more significant things, like, there was an undead attack and a forest fire. Yeah. So, Benoin is not, like, taking any pleasure, necessarily, from the verdict, I would say. That's a secondary concern. Yes. Yeah. This whole issue of who legislatively is to blame for something is a different sphere than what she cares about. So she is more concerned about damage from the fire and the loss of the two elves. Yeah, so that's the general read you get on her. Like, uh, the council has finished making its decision. 
so great they won't be distracted anymore and they can help make sure to regrow that clade yeah focus okay. on you had said rebuild earlier regrow regrow is definitely that better okay can you tell me what your motive is for talking to her he wants to recruit Fenwin to assist in implementing this like final rest for undead ah that's really what he's trying to get at so like divert her from this pollen nonsense maybe try to maybe try to extract an apology from her for what she did to catch in the pollen nonsense, just to remind you, can be repurposed towards the final rest issue. Okay. Because one of the things that Hepa talked with you about was that there might be a way to have a ward, essentially, so that you don't catch the plague, even if you die. Yes. So I think Trick will open up with her, like, first of all, like, do you have any more of that pollen? You know she has oh, yes. the stash. We cannot launch that at every visitor that comes to our forest. She agrees to that. You don't need a charm roll. She accepts that a, a certain amount of trouble came from it. I know you put a lot of work into that, but the problem of undead is not. In a sense, the problem is not the necromancers, terrible though they may be. The problem is all these bodies scattered everywhere across the countryside. Right, you? So you're looking to change all this burial practices? Probably our burial practices are probably fine. It's when we don't have a chance to bury, or when we don't know. And also, it's not just elves. Heaven and I saw encountered an undead wolf. We don't, animals, too. We don't know if it's just dead bodies or if it's actually undead that have been We don't 100% know that. Dispatched. But, like, at this point, we've already talked with Ketchin about... I mean, Hepa's not there, but I, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was something that was going through my mind, because what Katchen said suggested that it was undead that had already been dispatched. Maybe. We're following him. Not every corpse. Might as well just do it for everything. Yeah. Uh, Ketchen has had to deal with undead before, and he gave us some suggestions on how to put them down for good and make sure they don't come back. And your pollen might be a component in that, but it's going to take us, like, scouring the forest a bit to make sure we find those would-be undead that would arise. So, do you want this to be a negotiation check? I do. It kind of sounds serious. That sounds like negotiation. Her yeah. negotiates two verbal spawns, spending a story point to upgrade to red. Okay. One success and one threat. So, just to be clear, Catching didn't give you, like, a recipe. No. Did he tell us some things? Or he just said that is important to... Or that people refuse to... You did not get details from him. Okay. Things were focused on the trial. Okay. At that point in time, he did communicate that it is, like, long and arduous, and that's why people don't take all the time to it. Well, elves have a long time to live, so it's all the more important that we stay dead when we die. Right. So it may be that you guys can develop your own methods. Yeah. I think Trick will mention some things that Hepa, like, found out in her medicine checks, and in our final hours with Ketchin, he'll try to... Learn what he can more specifically about that. How our jokes is it? But you definitely got Fenwin on board. Okay, that was his goal. Redirect her energies away from blowing pollen in people's faces. You have succeeded in that regard. You know, it's gusto is good, but that's you know, that's not how plants operate, of course. <sighs> Tricks can go fishing. But first, she like she's like, well, actually. And talks about trick like, is gone. Well, actually, and it closes the curtain. You should have taken notes. What does she say? <laughs> and then you go fishing with then, your dad. Yeah, then he goes fishing. All right. Have you met with Randall? 
and had a private conversation that the PCs know absolutely nothing about. Catch him. I should have sent Mate to spy on them. Mate, like, acts out things, yeah. <laughs> Catch him is ready to head to the border. Question is, which border is he wanting you to take him to? Don't recommend South Tower. Uh, unless you have a way to cross the sandy waste, I don't recommend cells. This summers are going north might be okay. He might not tell us, but what is he trying to do in his life? <laughs> is... Probably just stay alive. Break the family curse. Uh, we tell him that like we could connect him with Connie and Marvin if he wants. If he wants to like rest a little bit before moving further afield, they usually don't mind visitors. I'm sure. I'm just going to roll some generic two, two words here. 68 is carelessness. 77 is trials. Does he just want to get out then? He doesn't... No, no, no. I needed something to prompt me related to Thrandalil. Oh. Because even though you don't know what they talked about, like, it's not that much of a stretch to think that Thrandalil might have something that he might want Katchen to do. Ah, that makes sense. This being the case, Katchen does wish to be escorted back to the eastern edge of the forest. Well, so that, that he can head back into the Eskmark Hills. Just, you know, away from the Falfen. Right. You remind him that he shouldn't pass directly through there. Yes, I think he will accept your offer of an introduction to Connie and Marvin for just, like, a place to rest and regroup before heading somewhere else. So you will be spending yes. a day getting to Connie and Marvin still. We'll just mention that Katjen was allergic to something in the forest, so it didn't sit well with him, so he needs some... Fresh field air. Is he less creepy with a better formulation of the dapper ink cap? Or <laughs> off of the dapper ink cap? Um, I'm not sure what the measure of creepiness is. <laughs> like, does he seem healthier? Does he look like more like a healthier with it person? Like, he's definitely not as fogged over as he was, but it's not increased how much he trusts people. Right. He is still a, he is still, I would say, haunted and hunted. Right. Like, and... Like a week of unconsciousness and, you know, being force fed healthy elvish food is not enough to like undo a year of malnutrition. Right, right. So he is still like a weak person and he is more attentive, but he is still like shuddered in some ways. Like you guys know more about him now, but that doesn't mean like every question you ask him, he just tells you the answer to. I kind of met from like somehow... We had the impression that he might be a necromancer when we first met him. You guys... Just from his physical appearance, I feel like. And maybe okay. it was, like, context. That's partially, like, player knowledge. You guys, when your characters first met him, you met him in the dark in the swamp, and you were worried about there being undead around. Right. That's partially why he gave you a strange vibe, because he was wandering around in the dark, in dark robes himself. Right, yeah. And, like, that... very pale, like... That was a, a startling meeting. Like, you're introducing him to Connie and Marvin in broad daylight. Okay, yeah, that might make a difference. I Not actually, with creepy noises and recent thefts going on around you. His dark robes seem like they might not be serving him so well, but I don't know that we have... I mean, it keeps you hidden. His robes are well-colored for swamp camouflage. If your concern is, like, why is he wearing heavy robes, I'll tell you, one of the... Side effects of malnutrition is, like, you don't, don't retain body heat and yeah. you're cold a lot. Sorry, that's really a tangent, also, actually. Also, uh, he's not leaving with a necromancer's staff. He's not walking around with a, you know, a skull on a stick here. Right. 
Um, is he leaving this? Or we don't know. I Hepa fully intends when she gets back to go and ask her father what they talked about, but whether or not she he tells her. I actually I need to make a negotiation roll between Kachin and Thrandalil to see if Kachin is actually leaving with anything. Well, that was going to be my other question, is if we could at least equip him with some food, some supplies, and Hepa could probably take an hour and draw, like just a rough copy of a map. Give him a leg of ham as a last resort. <laughs> so heavy. Your life is in danger. This will save you. <laughs> All right. Kachin succeeds his negotiation in Thrandalil, but with two threats. Always a prize. All right. Those threats are enough for Thrandalil to learn a little bit of Kachin's motivations. Again, things that you don't necessarily know right now, but I'm saying out loud to remind myself. Yep. But Kachin succeeded his negotiation, so he is actually leaving there with a wand in his possession. No, he will definitely leave with a staff, not a wand, because he needs something to lean on, because he gets tired easily. So he's leaving with a staff. It's not... He does not have the staff he came in with? There was two necromancer staffs. Yes. The one from the Falcon he brought back into Thranduil. Yes. That one remains with Thranduil. Okay, so they had some sort of exchange. He has all kinds of artifacts. So (laughs) Thranduil has given him some other staff. Okay. It is clearly not an elvish staff because it's it's not a branch. It is a straighter piece of wood. So it is... Some sort of human staff that Thrandilil acquired at some point in time, and Kachin's negotiations with Thrandilil involved Kachin receiving that in exchange for whatever Kachin's going to do. It does not have a creepy skull mounted on the top. Yet. <laughs> Kachin's not going to do that. He has all the capacity of being a great... He could have been bringing an army all this time. This is just a scouting mission. <laughs> It does have evidence at the top that there is space for some sort of attachment of some sort of crystal-type fixture, but such a thing is not present on the staff. Sorry, I sidetracked us. You guys are taking him to Connie and Marvin. Yep. Yeah, can I... So then that's why I was wondering if the area he's going, if I could just give him a, like a rough copy of a map so that he at least has something. Yeah, make a geography check to show how good of a map you were able to produce in the limited amount of time you have. And some food. Yeah, you can get him. <laughs> uh, what would be the difficulty? Two purples, but two blacks, because you're rushed here. I tried to do it too fast. He's going to end up in this anyways anyway. Oh, perfect. He's got for us. I just fail. So you quickly like sketch down a map, but it's not super detailed. Yeah. Partly, you personally haven't been... That much further than the SMR Hills. Right. And you give him various trail rations and stuff like that. I end up probably drawing more pictures of things on it than really he's he's like, what? Flower? <laughs> he's just like, I don't need to know Alaric is attractive to you. Why do you put that on every map? <laughs> he's so intelligent, too. <laughs> Trick, is there any things that you wish to try to squeeze in a discussion of with Kachin before you part ways? Asking him the details about, like... What goes into giving a body a final rest to make sure it can't come back? I know you said it takes a long time and people don't want to do it. One thing else have is time. So maybe I can convince some folks to do this or from time to time do it. Because clearly those corpses came up that were just in our forest and not properly laid to rest. 
So there's two different issues. One issue is undead that have been defeated but not dispersed permanently. And in Kachin's experience, this has required like one-on-one intervention. Like some, uh, some types of undead, such as ghosts, part of the necromantic binding associates a mission with them that they have to fulfill. And that's what makes them a slave to the necromancer's will. And so the only way to liberate that soul is for it to be able to succeed in its mission. Is there a way to dismiss or change such a mission? Kachin doesn't know how to cancel and say like, no, no, it's fine. You're done. The only thing Kachin has been able to do is renegotiate the terms. So find a way to take whatever mission the ghost originally had. Make the ghost believe it has succeeded. And reframe it in a way that it can fulfill it. That I can do. That I can work with. I just have to convince a ghost something is true. (laughs) You negotiate with the ghost and I'll work on the ones that cause the disease. I can be the ghost whisperer. Actually, don't say that. That might give me courage. (laughs) (laughs) Catchin's like, who would I tell? You know, for Catchin, like, his experience of it, this still involves, like, a magical component. Like, we'll, we'll see what I can do. Catchin has no objection to you saying that. Catchin believes you are capable of doing magic stuff. Oh, you know, you can do magic. It's not that. It's the way you guys have talked in the past. You I have been oh, cagey right. about various things. That's true. That's true. That suggests to him you might delve in illegitimate magics. But he's probably worried these two are necromancers. I better be careful. If you guys have any necromantic abilities, he assumes it is in the same vein as him, in that not for the intention of taking over the world. How long it remains that way, who could say? Yeah. But so, an artifact may be able to affect. Maybe. I'm sure Verse could do it, but... You just have to trick a ghost into believing that it has completed its mission. Catch him a little quibble with you over the terms. Like, this is not about tricking it, necessarily as it is giving it something it can legitimately succeed at. Chick considers those the same thing. It's, uh, you know, the difference between deception and negotiation. Look, if that original necromancer is not around to say whether the mission was complete or not, then it's just the whatever magic binds the ghost has to be satisfied. That's a valuable box of rocks. That's right. Catching assumes that's an elvish expression he's yeah. not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a box of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> What was the second thing? There's also, there's undead that are animated corpses. Fodder for that would be less available if people would just completely annihilate their dead rather than bury them and congregate oh. them in places together. I see. Kachin doesn't know what the elvish practice is, but the human practice is graveyards full of places where people go and commemorate on a regular basis the lives that used to exist, which simply keeps those spirits closer at hand. They aren't able to leave the area. Doesn't it seem like elves might just plant a tree and like that actually maybe all the undead elves had died in battle? It seems like something more like you just plant a tree on the body and then so the body could be reabsorbed into the plant. The forest seems like it might be an elvish thing to do. 
But if the corpse is still around and you're going to where the corpse is and you're thinking about the person, you are tying their spirit to that body still. There seems to be some sort of a component that's a disease that could be passed to another person and then when they die, they can be the shambling corpse. Oh, the plague touch? He's, he's just got a word for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't realize it had a name. Yes. Is there a known treatment for that? A treatment? So you don't get sick from it if you die. A, a preventative. Ah. <laughs> and you have to stay inside. <laughs> doesn't make sense for me to work on that if there's already a... He doesn't know of any treatment you can do ahead of time. But Catchin will say that he doesn't have like numbers of like statistics to back him up or anything. But it seems like it's definitely spreads more virulently like across battlefields than within cities. So I, when I saw her medicine check, she definitely got the sense that you had to be injured or like there had to be a wound or something, I think. Yes. Not like it was just airborne. Okay, so then that's what she'll say is, I'm pretty sure you have to be injured. It has to go in, into the blood. Yeah. Not that it, somebody just coughs on you. Right. The condition is transmitted by being physically struck by one of these corpses that carries the plague. Do you know That's how long they could carry touch. it before they die and be re-raised? He doesn't have any information on that. As far as he knows, it's just like an immediate kind of thing. There aren't stories of people who were in a battle and ten years later, when they properly die, come back as zombies. Yeah, he's so. never heard anything like that. But it would be difficult to know if everybody just dies right away, sort of. Like, if it's a very difficult, like, you don't have a lot of cases, it's not difficult to survive whatever happened, or it is difficult to survive is what I mean. I don't know. I don't have an answer to that question. All right. Like, so he... people are in battles, they get killed by zombies, and they raise up as zombies. Right. So that would be something she could probably do some research on and see if it's, like, if it takes you days to die. Yeah, you would have to... Either observe these things yourself or interview veterans of such fighting. But if you had a way to cure it, then it wouldn't be an issue. Or to prevent it, it wouldn't be an issue. Hippo's going to invent vaccines for undead. Certainly, if you had a way of aerially dispersing something that interferes with whatever the plague animation is, that would be a way to... I don't think you're going to like that. That would be a way to, like... Just uh, like the pollen attack of your compatriot. Yeah, she did it to me too, so. I hope your experience with it did not end in a similar trial. Thankfully not. A lot of sneezes, though. Okay, that is helpful information. Do you know if the undead can regenerate? My assumption was that instead of having to obliterate the body completely, you could strategically break certain things so that even if they came back, they were ineffective. Somehow she's treating him like the expert just because his great-grandpa was, you know. But he seems to know some stuff. Undead can heal in some capacity. How well they do it might depend on who is controlling them and their proximity. That's all he's got for you there. Okay. Well, I mean, the next time... We fight them, we can try more ways of dispatching them. Double dispatching them? That's what I said, you have to kill it twice. 
That's not a solution that Catchem has heard before. Like the ghost in the, the fortress. Unless the ghost's mission was to be shot twice. Maybe. I didn't really negotiate with that ghost. He seemed satisfied the second time. You did get it pretty good. I did. You did get him pretty good. Catchem's trying to decide whether to say anything about this ghost. I, the player, am curious. Like, did Catchem... Like, did the ghost approach Ketchin, and the Ketchin just talked to him, like, gave it a mission of just, just, just defend this? Or did Ketchin actually summon that ghost? Well, how do you find out the mission? Because the ghost didn't really say anything. Well, did most we... people probably don't bother to ask. True, we didn't... Did we talk? We didn't talk. We didn't talk to the ghost. The ghost said some things. Talked about fulfilling its mission. I have not tried to talk to any of the undead we've encountered. Mostly I screamed. I mean, I would have avoided it, but they seemed to talk to me more than I would have liked. You're no master. <laughs> yeah. Trigger probably like share that detail almost in Oh The Revenant. The Revenant told you you weren't a master. Yeah, he said I'm not no master. I thought he was just talking about my martial arts. No, he was probably talking about your air authority. Yes, well, I don't have a lot of practice uh, with that. Nor do I particularly want it. That is probably in your best interest. So then what did you cast to hold the, or was that the staff, to hold the skeletons in the, when the forest was on fire? Did that come from the staff? From the staff head? From the rune? The rune does purple stuff. Or was it a spell you knew? Please roll a charm check. Oh. <laughs> I'll do it. Peppa wants to know. I'm going to spend a story point. It's a red and two purples. All right. Uh, two threats. Trick could interject with his wild ideas, if that would help. If those are the threats in this situation. I think that will help. Trick will be like, well, look, that was some kind of crazy spell, like, to, like, physically hold a person. Like, it was green. It had to be, like, the brambles, right? But just human magic. Catchin says, like, tell me about these brambles. What are you... <laughs> that will definitely... Uh, I don't know. That's shaman's thing, right? You can summon brambles to... But they don't make things, green light. Things. Where is the light coming from? Because then the... Human I'll, magic! I don't know how if you want me to take the string, but I could easily get distracted onto the white mage light stuff. If that's the way... If you want it to be a diversion, Hepa can easily just go off on that whole thing. And... Yes. You have failed the charm checks so if he's not giving you the information you want, and there's the threats on it to a diversion into a topic that he is willing to talk about. Yeah, I'm time. not... So then where does the white light come from with the white mages? Human that... magic. Uh, Catchin starts talking. <laughs> I'm not going to start talking. Right, but, right. But this succeeds in him not having to answer your other questions and you not returning to them. Right, right. Because he is now returning to the topic that got interrupted the other night, which is theory of magic. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's so easy to drag Hepa down. He he can maybe even, he puts that in his pocket for later. So you ask about this, and he talks about the human method of magic, which takes a lot of time of study and is about, like, forcibly yanking energy from the ethereum into the material plane, and the energy released by the transfer of this creates light. Finally, somebody has some... In- so is this like So a there's a lot of words in his explanation. His explanation is far more detailed than what I just gave, which mm-hmm. you have never heard before. Right. Like, jargon, 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 jargon. But right. what the concept you got out of it is 
energy is being transferred from one place to another, and essentially a lightning clap has to happen. Okay, because they're not doing, it's not like an easy thing, so they have to actually force it, and then it's making... They're ripping something from someplace to somewhere. Else. So does he say if this is like a theory he has, or if it's like an understood from like he learned it at school, or... The way he is talking is as if he is stating a bunch of facts. Okay. Like he's reciting a lecture that he was yeah. supposed to sit through. It's not like rote, kind of yeah. like blah, 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 but nor is there any like, oh, I think, or I believe, or this might. Okay. Fascinating. Elvish magic does not produce a light. It's dark all the time. <laughs> Were you building a pool for something? I was. When there's a break in conversation, Trick being an agent of chaos, was going to ask a question of... Not-so-boring nature? Yeah, of catching, but hoping to withhold certain information. Trick could mention, like, oh, when we found those skeletons down in the tunnels, like, ran into this archaeologist fellow. He said he was looking for something called the Book of Riss, and that he worked for some society of shadow. Have you ever heard of this? Because, like, clearly, we talked to Helleth, we got all that information, but I don't want to throw Helleth under the bus regarding this, and we'll throw him under the bus regarding something else. So Trick would like to bring that up and is curious what Kachin's connection to that is if there is a connection, but he doesn't want to reveal how he came by this information. You need a deception check. Yes. Red, purple, purple. I'll spend a story blank and then why not? God, Ketchin is just like shows up and has these little gems of knowledge of everything she's gone. Oh, yeah, and then he's like on his way out again. They're going to kill me if I stay. Not again. He summons the undead really just to get out of there. <laughs> I'm going to keep asking these questions. It's, it's when you're like, oh, oh, I just got a text. Gotta go. <laughs> Uh, that is two successes. I mean, he might lie back to me, but that would also be information. What did you ask him? About the Book of Riss. Oh, yeah. This is Shadow Society? Society of Shadow? Okay. You have been very casual in how you have asked about this, and so Kachin is going to be very casual about how he replies. Book of what now? I've never heard of that. Ha, 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 ha. He's going to make a deception check back at you. All right. You didn't have any advantages or threats, right? I did not. Okay, so nothing is changing his pool. And you guys' vigilance is uh, pretty low. Pretty bad. Yep, but I will clever retort him. So he's going to succeed at his deception. But you have three threats there, which is enough to learn various motivation-y things if you want. Yeah, I think that's a, a reasonable thing to, to do. What do you want out of this? Like learning his fear is not learning his desire. I think makes sense since he desired that knowledge in the book. Okay. So whatever he says, he's trying to evade that. But the extra knowledge that I have about it, he does know what it is. Okay. Uh, what does he actually say? He answers you from the perspective of like a history professor. So he talks about how in Queen Ashavir's time, that part of the uprising in the area around Halstead involved a, a group of people who turned themselves shadow mages. They were a group of mages who were not accepted by Alduin, also not Ashavir was not fond of them, and they helped to contribute to the destruction of Halstead. And you are learning his desire. His desire from this. Okay. So he lies to you and says he doesn't know anything about this specific book. But what he does say is that because this group is considered rogue from the perspective 
of Alduin that it's conceivable that they possessed knowledge of magics that were useful for the issue of completely putting the final rest. We'll, we'll use that term. Alduin mages don't like to delve into topics adjacent to undead at all. They just well, How many liches were trained at Alduin originally? Most any human who has a hand in magic went through Alduin's door at one time or another. They would disclaim any responsibility for any who ended up liches. But the Society of Shadow, if they are related to these historical shadow mages, could possibly maintain some tradition of extra knowledge pertaining to how to go about dealing with this final rest. So I will tell you that Kachin's desire is safety, peace and quiet. Essentially... Should have left him in the coma. That was probably the... Well, <laughs> until the village burned down. I was going to say, the skeletons would have reached him eventually. Yeah. You don't know at what point in Kachin's life this sense of haunted huntedness began. You don't know if he's always felt that. You do know that at some point in time he was a student at Alduin. But what you gain from your afternoon of conversation with him is that this final rest is not a mission he is undertaking for the betterment of humanity. Right. So much as it is something he has no choice about. That he will never be safe and he will never be at peace until he can find a way for these things to stop. We'll ask if like, Kajin, like just one more question. Like the, the undead, if they are around and he's in a weakened state or whatever, like they come to him. But they, really, the undead are not a threat to you directly, are they? Like, they, they've never tried to hurt you, have they? Or, like, are they chaotic? Or Trick's trying not to be judgmental as he's saying this. If you'd like me to make a charm check, I can do that. I would like you to make a charm check, because you're kind of circling back to the question half asked earlier. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, like, which part of the step? That's okay, I'll just try, I'll just try all the different parts. Yeah. Knowing what I know. Uh, so I'm just trying to think about, like, where's a safe, where's a safe place you can go? Like, the threats to you are from other living people. Right? So, like, okay, like, Trick's, like, he's talking to, like... Oh, okay, I see. I'm trying to use his desire. Are the undead themselves a threat to you, or just yeah. the is ramifications? It, or is it just the other people who misunderstand? And... Okay, you can have blue dice. That's blue, his desire. Blue dice. Failure for advantages, though. So perhaps Ketchum does not take it ill, but not something he wishes to converse at length about. I have a question. Can I learn his strength? We're learning things about Ketchin. Or perhaps his fear. It's like a four there. Fear. He Turning just... into his great-grandfather. Desire and fear cost three. Strength and flaw cost two. Let's just go strength and flaw. Okay. Start filling it out. Okay. Ketchin's strength is his independence. He relies on himself. Ketchin's flaw is compulsion. His pursuit of undead information. Yes. So I'll say... These are things that you sort of already knew about him, but I will just, I'll frame them for you this way, because you're, you're gaining them. You wonder at what point he will have learned enough to stop looking for more information. Yeah. Or if it will snowball out of control. That is the story of every human witch. Yeah, Trick is wondering, like, at what point does he decide, like, the only safe place for me is, like, on the other side of that mountain, where there's only undead, and there's no people to threaten me. The only safe place for me is behind this large army of undead. Yeah. Right. So that's the flaw. But he has had to rely on himself for a very long time. And while this makes him 
a little wary of trusting other people, like it has also made him resilient in terms of like he's a survivor and he may not be that great in combat, but but yeah, he works with what he has. Okay. But as your conversation goes on, he never directly addresses the answer to your question regarding any, anything pertaining to would they hurt him or not. Yeah. And I would say, like, since you had all those advantages there and you're gaining this insight on him, like, you're aware that he's talking around that issue. But you don't know whether he's talking around it because he doesn't know the answer or That's if true. he's talking around it because he feels the answer to that would be damaging for him. Right, that he doesn't want to me know. to know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think Trick is understanding of that, but it's a little bit of indirect information from Kenshin. He doesn't want to be connected to this Book of Riz at all. Okay. Yeah, and that's part of the, the compulsion flaw type thing. Like, he's not going to reveal that he has any more knowledge about things than he needs to at any point in time, because the knowledge itself is forbidden. Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about now here, folks. Oh, Gatchin's got ranks and forbidden. <laughs> you guys spent a story point to make him a natural. You made him a natural necromancer. Oh, that's right. So. Oh, is that sorry. when we made him? Did we put him in the lineage ourselves? No, he's been a descendant of Malrabnal for a long time. His whole <laughs> life. <laughs> so, can you tell if this formulation is working? Are you able to tell? Ah, yes. Or is there going to be trial and error? No, he he can tell that it is being effective is achieving the purpose that it was supposed to. Okay, then if he will permit her to, then she can run through some, like, sort of medical stuff just to see, if, is it dampening this? Does it, how does the effects do? Because she's curious if it's work. like... Does this taste good? So knowing the side effects, she's she wants to know if they're dampening them at all. Okay. But maybe he can tell, because he's been off of it for a couple of days, if he can tell. So make a medicine check, two purples. It's real easy to distract her from whatever he wants doesn't want to talk about. You can have a blue dye for a cooperative patient who is definitely encouraging you to ask medical questions rather than necromantic questions. I mean, I don't think he's... I think he's found that it was pretty easy to redirect. She really wasn't completely curious about the necromancy as much as what does the staff do. <laughs> he could easily be like, I think the staff does this, and she'd be like, oh, and then... Yeah, Ketchin's not one to, like, fabricate lies about something that require him to then, like, know and make a larger false story. Huh. Little see now, you can just keep telling lies. That's Trick's area of expertise. <laughs> Ketchin's area is avoidance. Oh, I did a triumph. Yeah, I succeeded in everything with a triumph and two advantages. You ask a variety of questions. I mean, you conduct medical examination in terms of stuff to like determine distractibility and you know how well do your eyes track stuff and things like that but you also ask other questions like pertaining to some sort of emotional scale like point to the smiley face that shows how you feel like right. whatever well i mean there was also this thing that she kind of got the sense that he didn't have a sense of taste and that was probably yeah. from there was things that were being muffled and that included emotions were being dampened but also senses in general Taste was one of those, and smell was one of those, and things like that. So, yeah, you made the formulation correctly, so it's not interfering with his interactions with the physical world. Excellent. His mood and his personality are... I mean, he's not a sparkling personality overall. I mean, you know, if you if you sleep without taking your medicine, undead show up and burn down villages. I get it. 
but you are seeing that he does have a personality and he has like a sort of wry sense of humor which will sometimes like slip out but yes he remains a wary and a guarded person but he's definitely not as shuddered as before so i don't know for the triumph could i maybe i can assess any other if he's got any other medical stuff going on or it's just malnutrition or or maybe i can think of just something that's higher nutritional that he can can help him get his okay or something just something like that to improve yes. his health because that's what i'm trying to do is medicine so i think what you could do with that triumph is essentially be like you're heading back into the hills here like here are a few plants that we know that are like nutrient dense chew this leaf you can find it on this type of terrain and this will get whatever set of vitamins that you've been lacking this is this is what's on this map instead here's of how map. you're not gonna get scurvy right okay then at least i feel like hopefully the next time we see him he might have yep. a little bit more nutrition on him and be able to walk longer without busting on his staff okay all right are you guys satisfied i think so Be catching farewell all right i mean i can she can obviously keep talking so um she can always ask questions after questions you're not going to get anything pertaining to like questions you already asked. You can't reopen those. No. So I did look in your notebook trying to figure out how much of the Daprene cap you're taking. Is there some way for us to communicate safely? And would you like that? Maybe no. But if we learn things, I would like to share them without causing trouble with your immediate friends um, or the authorities or whomever. The problem is going to be if anybody unsympathetic reads messages in between. So sending of information is not advisable. Sending of requests to meet is a better way to do it. The most reasonable way to do that would be by bird, because Adarin is able to find both of us. It may take a while to be able to meet somewhere. That's probably less of a concern for elves than it is for humans, but... That's his right sense of humor, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Just like, are you worried you're going to die? Or I guess the problem's solved then. <laughs> so he's fine with arranging meetings, and he's fine, like, you know, if you wanted to, like, right now, if you wanted to say, like, we'll meet in South Tower at the start of fall or something like that like for the festival or the start of winter festival you know like if you want to like actually establish some sort of meeting in the future that he knows and he can plan on that's probably the easiest way to do it yes let's meet for the festival would that work for you so the autumn festival and do you want to be in south tower um i mean obviously you've been there before but it will be much easier to be there with this new formulation. That's good. And, and probably the festival. Three months from now, like, that probably by then, like, he will need more of it made. Like, so returning to a city where there's a known alchemist would be helpful. Kachin is not, like, a wanted criminal on the streets of, of South Tower. Last time he was there, he didn't have the Dapper Cap solution yet. And so it was very difficult to be there. Right. So, yeah, he'll, he'll agree to meet you there at the Autumn Festival. Put it on my calendar. Also known as the Met. <laughs> yes. I'll make a note so I don't forget. And, you know, if circumstances 
caused that to not work out. Things happen. You know, leave a message with Elric. Yeah. Or if you're able to send a message by Adarin to reschedule to the start of winter or something like that. I would love to have a reason to go to Soft Tower. <laughs> you don't really want to meet with Katchen, you just want to see how it... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But she wants to check up on Katchen. All right. So he will spend some time at Connie and Marvin's luxurious... Like, just for a chance, a chance for him to take a break. Yeah. Really. And they're not the kind of guys that ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Their hut, bowl setup, everything does look a little different from the last time you were here. There's like making more sales. There's also like a new shed set up because now they're working with um, resources from the Esperan Forest. They're not just working with the potatoes. That's right. And they're not just making the mountain tea anymore. They're brewing like other other things. So they it does actually have like a larger footprint than it used to. Like they've upgraded a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know like there's clearly cart tracks in the ground like as you approach. Oh, that's right. Mary on the Carter had heard word of Trick's uh, mix-up in the city. Knew that you were involved in some anti-underworld dealings. If Connie and Marvin bring it up, probably not even in a judgmental way, but just like, oh, Mary Ellen said such and such, such and such. Trick will demur and be like, tales of my deeds travel far and wide. I'm sure it happens to everyone. Who's to say whether someone is helping the law or helping someone else or helping themselves? Okay. Look, there's a gang that was messing with a friend of mine. I put them away. Uh, Trick's not trying to say this as a coercive thing. He's trying to say, like, look, they were messing with a friend of mine. That's not about law or freedom. I, sorry, I have a slightly pensive look on my face because I'm processing, like, what Katchen is. Oh, right. (laughs) If you could frame it as, like, I take care of my friends. That's how Trick is trying to frame it. Saying it straight up, and Connie and Marvin probably, you know, they're friends, Captain's friends, so... Yeah. Unless you wanted to make it sound like Captain's your friend, don't mess with them. That's not what Trick is trying to indicate? I mean, what I was sitting here thinking was... What friend do you have in South Tower? No, Trick previously told Katchen that Uh, Teleth got hurt and, like, ran into trouble, but it got all sorted out. Yes. And now you're saying this thing, and I think that's enough for Katchen to, yeah, I think, to that's fair. think that is what you were talking about. So, Kanye and Marvin, you can make a, I think it's a charm roll. Yeah, I think I'm... Want to make like a, yeah. I don't think I've crossed the line in the verse here. Uh, what is their cool? They are just two purples. Success with one advantage. Okay. Yeah, they, um, you know... So if they talk to Mary Ellen, like, let her know, like, it's fine. Yeah, they'll smooth things over between you and the Carter. Look, if you run into any trouble, like, let me know. Like I said, I got some connections in South Tower. You know, they, you opened up a new market for them. Like, so they don't only have to deal through South Tower, because now they also trade. Do you want them something? No, to Oh, no, just to us, yeah. So they appreciate your continued goodwill. Hey, you know, if, if I need something, and you know, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll call in a favor. Okay. Yeah. It was very nice to see you guys again. <laughs> and yeah, you uh, share a drink and then you're back home. able to head back home. So we will give you guys 10 XP for your trial. I'm going to then give you a bonus 5 XP for experimental rules. You know, try it out.
You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.